0: It is Wednesday, October 25th, and you are listening to Run That Back. I am Scott Bunn.
1: And I am Tom Chalmers, and this is your Indie Sports Radio.
0: So this will be the topic a little bit later in the episode, but we do, we mentioned local sports and local also includes North Carolina. So when we talk about local sports, we bring in our old friend, Philip Chester. Hi, Philip. How are you?
2: Hi, doing all right. How are you guys? Welcome back. Doing Good. Good. Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, we also enjoyed that along with talking about the uh, the, the Panthers uh, and the Bobcats. Um, Hornets. The, Hornets, uh, <laughs> the that, Bob nuts. That you also can talk a little bit about UNCA. You're yep. also uh, from there and uh, attend the basketball game. We're, yep. we're, we're, uh, you filled us in nicely about uh, the great run they had uh, last season. So we, we might ask you just a little bit as we get ready to look at that. And we love that that's part of what you do.
0: And we also have Bob Clausen joining us once again. Hi, Bob. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Um, So, yes, we're not going to be talking about North Carolina sports right at the top, because we know Philip can't wait to talk about the Windless Panthers, Um, you know, so, like, but we're just going to hold off just a little bit, because uh, we do know our World Series. Um, Do we? Do we? (laughs) I mean... We're familiar with our World Series. Yeah. We've read them uh, on on the sheet. Yes. uh, uh, Apparently, there's a team called the Texas Rangers. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, so the Texas Rangers are playing uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Some again? Um, Yeah. Again, who I think are a team. And like... um, You know, my son Levi. I've talked to about him. You know, sports fan, but he was just like, "Are the Diamondbacks even a team? Like, have they even done well?" And this was before this playoff run. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Well, they won a World Series back in 2001 um, during you know the beating the Yankees right after 9/11 and everything like that." He's just like, that doesn't count. You know, he's <laughs> like they're barely a team. But now we have the like Sun Bowl uh World Series matchup, uh Texas, Arizona. <laughs> they do.
1: Very strange. And again, a lot of a lot of uh, people had opinions on that uh, uh you know good get- I don't uh dip into the social media or you know uh x twitter and all that kind of stuff but some uh I have a friend uh Jamie Robledo great li- uh, writer uh, out of LA who was like uh I don't think this is the series that we wanted but this is the series that we're getting and in some way the series that we deserve uh.
0: yeah it, it sort of feels like a MAGA series you <laughs> yeah. know like I mean yeah um just uh, like We got Texas Stronghold, Dallas, you know, we've got uh, Arizona, Phoenix, like just, yeah, a lot of like boomers who are just like (laughs) radicalized in the way that we don't really want now have their favorite teams in the World Series. In a
1: way, but I also feel like it was sort of a a, a counter-protest vote. Like, (laughs) no, we will not have the Houston Astros. Um,
0: Well, that's true.
1: And Like, no, anything but that. And then again, I can't believe I found myself sort of swept up in like... Philly fanatic energy of like, yeah. John, what are you doing? Yeah. None about this belongs to you. So I think there was a strong, like, no, not the Astros. And yeah. seriously, I'd be okay if not the Phillies. Like, okay. So yeah. instead, you got Rangers <laughs> diamondbacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But do we just talk about uh, sports as a you know, series or, you know, uh, however, um, both of the uh, CSs went to seven games, mm-hmm. both involved comebacks, both involved. Uh, strange games and and, uh, uh, pitchers being awesome and then sort of like finally having that one off game. So uh, 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 ingredients wise, it was outstanding. Just outcome wise, you're like, huh, so that's what we got.
0: I mean, I just even now when I was like, here's what our World Series matchup was, I was like, wait a minute, is that right? I'm saying it out loud. Like, I've read it, but saying it is just like... Maybe I should have wrote
1: it down first. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it just doesn't... It's not flowing off of my mouth, you know, uh, that well. But you're right. um, The games were very entertaining. And, I I, I mean, I know that there are traditionalists who are against it, but, like, the pitch clock stuff like those games just move along at a good clip and right. you're not a, like I, I mean there have been world series i mean bob we had you on a few years ago when the when the cubs were in the series and the nlcs where those games were like ending at like 12 30 or 1 and you're like i am just i, I can't stay up this late to watch baseball, you know, and they're really good, compelling series. But you're like, guys, you're killing me here. And I, I gotta say, kudos to them right. for like figuring that out. That was for- another
1: social media yeah. post. was like, I blame the pitch clock. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly for <laughs> for all of it. Uh, how about you guys? Uh, what Tom and I have been cracking wise about it. Are, are you okay with that, or or does this align uh, with your beliefs?
3: I'm a little in between myself. Um, I do like it for their fan bases. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's great to kind of spread the wealth a little bit. And
1: uh, uh, as someone and, from a often underrepresented fan base, the Cubs right. who weren't there until finally they were forever. Yeah.
3: Um. So I kind of dig it. Um. I. I must admit, I may know two players on each team <laughs> yeah. um that you yeah, have
0: rodriguez is he still on the team <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yeah. not so much not
3: yeah. so much so but but yeah hey uh go baseball go world series
2: yeah how about you philip i can agree with that i yeah as, as a person who has nothing but under underrepresented teams i <laughs> always root for the underdog so like part of me is like hey this is kind of cool that it's teams that you don't yeah. see but at the same time am i going to watch much of it Probably not. And if you ask me to name an Arizona Diamondback, I'm pretty positive I can't. So Evan
1: Longoria, come on. Yeah, that's Evan Longoria. Uh, Eva Longoria is in the World Series. <laughs> yeah, that's right. uh, You get to make that joke again. Um, no, I, I think this World Series definitely is, uh, well, hooray for good general managers um so yes. both of these teams uh, had a hundred losses two years ago yeah um and the fact that they are now competing against each other in the world series is pretty fantastic but also for again so i think if you are a team that's not very good right now as the broncos tried to do point to like hey the detroit lions uh in the week in which the detroit lions went and got crushed by the ravens but yeah. i i think if you are a team that's not Feeling so good right now. We saw the Orioles do the same Mm -hmm. thing. You can feel like, hey, it doesn't take that long to possibly turn it around as we're going to talk to Philip about some of the Charlotte teams as they hope to turn it around, you do see precedent for it. It can be done in a short amount of time with good. Those are well-constructed teams.
0: Yeah. And, and baseball management has gotten better at this as you're indicating about, um, you know, the Orioles and, uh, and both of these teams as well. And you could see it. I, I mean, for me, like, the Rangers I I think were pretty good last year. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember, but they were like uh they were like um Uh, not a popular choice, but a sort of chic choice to do well this year. So, And they, you know, went on and got Max Scherzer and, you know, players like that. So, like, they were were going for it this year. But it really was, I think one of you guys said this, just like a few weeks ago that I was like, wait, the Diamondbacks made the playoffs? I didn't know they were actually good. Like, they were totally under the radar this whole Uh, year for me.
1: Yeah, with all the talk of uh, Brock Purdy, they were the Mr. Irrelevant of the baseball playoffs. They were the sixth seed Yep. In, uh, which totally came about with some teams faltering sorry Bob oh, uh, with, with the Cubs and otherwise sort of mm-hmm. just kind sort of uh, wait do we have to win during the last week yeah yeah you actually have to win your last few games to make the playoffs kind of thing so uh, yeah last team in but once they got there they had yeah you know you know reliable hitting decent starting pitching and a yep. really good bullpen that that's the yeah. thing that distinguished them Was like wow their bullpen is is really quite good
0: yeah and uh so uh this is a little inside baseball, <laughs> nah. uh, but uh, I am in this like weird fantasy thing with multiple sports and everything. And our friend Eliza Johnson, who has been on the show many times, she is just like the master of this thing. And so all I know is like she's got that hotshot rookie Corbin Carroll, yeah. uh, maybe not a rookie uh, this year, but no, young no. player and you know really good. And so I was watching the game last night, and he came up and he. Had had like two great hits and he uh, performed performed again i was like liza how do you always do this yeah. you know so again it all comes back to the fantasy for me
1: uh, as it should No, it's so uh my thing on it is it's just been interesting over this past year that uh men's sp- sports in mm-hmm. the finals have been sort of these like really look look how it ended up as parody has sort of creeped in the uh uh you know March Madness, the men's Final Four, the college basketball. We had UConn and San Diego State. Yeah, we, like, we
0: all had to ask <laughs> right, beforehand: Is right. this correct? Is, is that right? Yeah, kind of thing. You're
1: like, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, Anybody got Wikipedia that we can <laughs> confirm that? Yeah, and so, uh,
1: even like the NBA Finals was sort of like the Nuggets <laughs> and the Heat. You're like, really?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I guess kind of thing.
1: Whereas, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's just a lot of like, well, good. There's the whereas like uh, women's sports is sort of like kind of where we wanted to be We're like you you're getting the teams that you would hope for we mm-hmm. just had the wnbi finals with the uh uh las vegas aces winning yeah. again back to back over the new york liberty but that was a, that that was the two super teams going at it yeah even the uh their college the women's college basketball NCA finals with um uh lsu and iowa and mm-hmm. we got like yeah this is what we wanted this is what we wanted uh the the women's world cup spain and england this is what we yep. wanted a lot of the men's sports were like nice to see some change at the top oh,
0: well yeah. i mean I, I mean going back to philip's point it, it's not like i want to see the dodgers do well you mm-hmm. know like um I like uh, they're just like they've got this huge payroll but you and would watch like you'd that.
1: be like oh look Bookie betts bam mm-hmm. i don't <laughs>
0: know I, I i probably wouldn't watch if the dodgers were in it i mean unless it was like okay i want somebody to beat them you yeah. know so there's that um so but again like are the texas rangers a team that i care about not really you know so i don't know it's all it's all kind of weird um with with those competing things i i also like back to the to the underdog thing uh like uh, my friend paul cinta who's a You know, I'm a Buffalo Sabres fan, but he's a real Buffalo Sabres fan. His whole thing is like, no, no, no expansion team should be winning before our team actually wins, (laughs) you know? So like the Las Vegas Golden Knights, he's like, that's preposterous, you know? Like, they've been in the league five years, you know? The Diamondbacks have been around for 20 years. But but they were the
1: fastest expansion team to win the World Series. Yeah, Yeah, they were.
0: Yeah. So again, so there is something about that. Too, um,
1: but there's things to point. To. So uh, I do think that Texas Rangers going and pulling Bruce Bochy out of retirement, yeah. who had won uh, three World Series with the uh, the San Francisco Giants and had gone to a World Series with the Padres, mm-hmm. um, that that was a pretty good hire. Yeah, um, and then like, well, if we're gonna get him, let's go ahead and, and get him some good players. So that 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 made good sense
0: yeah i think i said this last week that bruce Bochi and dusty baker had Mm. you know hands on their hip Mm. inside their pants on the hip they they had an uh, they could do a contest on that and I don't know who I would vote for.
1: Yeah, uh, in either case, when they win, there's no like, yay, charging them out, and there's just like
0: raising your arms <laughs> right. from where yeah. you are in the dugout. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I got knee <laughs> issues. Yeah, yeah. Like, could you
1: all just come this <laughs> way? Yeah,
0: like, let me get my <laughs> stool up here. But they did yeah. great, so.
1: uh I don't know if it's been a, a officially announced, but it does seem like Dusty Baker will now retire. Mm-hmm. He was sort of going for the back-to-back, and, and why wouldn't you? Yeah. But now that he did finally get his World Series last year, he is going to go ahead and retire his toothpick. I, I think just Bruce Bochy, uh, D- Dusty Baker, we could have just talked uh, a head size. Giant heads. Um, not since Lou Pinella yeah. has there been such a <laughs> pronounced cranium uh, featured in a World Series.
0: <laughs> I, and I think... Uh, I this is quick aside. I think Ben Affleck has a giant head. Uh, me, as someone who has a very big head as well, Bruce, Ben Affleck's head is giant, so he should like do some sort of ceremony with you those said, guys.
1: I can say having uh, Benicio del Toro has the largest head I've ever. <laughs> but I, I was lucky enough to attend a a, a, a SAG screening for twenty one grand. if you remember that? came and yeah. Naomi Watts, and the whole time they're telling great stories, and I was like look at the size of his head I just became well <laughs> like Mike Myers from uh, <laughs> a he married an axe murderer like yeah. look at his melon <laughs> look at the size of it
0: yeah i so asheville it. fm it should it. get our application for our next talk show celebrity head size um that tom waits has a pretty big head too Not sure um okay so we're gonna shift away from no, i really want to do that celebrity <laughs> yeah, head size. Like, maybe we'll just sub in for yeah. the asheville news hour they don't need that um
1: so, so we, instead of la nueta it's la cabeza yeah
0: exactly <laughs> so let's talk some football we've got philip chester here uh yeah, Philip. We wanted to talk to you. We're mainly wanting to talk to you about the NBA mm-hmm. uh, because the NBA started last night, and the Hornets. Uh, there's optimism, maybe there, uh, but we do need to talk about the Panthers. Oh, but, yeah, do take, we? <laughs> take your time. Take your time for a sigh. I think we talked to you right around the NFL draft. It's been a yeah. number of months since we've had you, and you were very excited about Bryce Young. You were excited about Frank Reich. Yeah. Um, and the sort of infrastructure that was in there, you weren't crazy about giving up DJ Moore mm-hmm. and the number one pick to trade up for Bryce Young to Bob Clausen's favorite team, the Chicago Bears. Yes. Uh, but you were like, I think this is the right, a, a good way to go. Do you still feel that way?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a really hard answer. Um, There is, I do feel a little bit of hope because it is also new that, I did not expect them to be tremendous out of the gate. Mm, I, yep. I I would have, as much as I was hoping for it, I was hoping for a Cam Newton-like debut out of Bryce Young. I was hoping to see him throw for 400 yards in his first game, something that, that I have seen before because that was how Cam broke onto the scene. Yeah, But I would have been surprised by that. It has been painful to see <laughs> his development yeah. be where it is and then also have nothing of... Um, substance from the coaching staff that i can say hey look they do this on offense and they're creative in this way or they're they do this thing that they couldn't do in the past and so okay i can see glimmers of hope but at this point with bryce young's mm, not so great development and then nothing unique or creative or powerful out of our first everyone made a big deal out of it being our first offensive head coach in panthers history wow and then the the whole you know everyone everyone talked about oh wow look it's not just frank Reich; it's Mm -hmm. the assistants it's the it's the coordinators it's everyone else it's a little um saddening to see that there's nothing that i can grab onto and say hey yeah in three or four years when the players develop this is going to be Mm. a really unique uh shanahan like system Mm -hmm. or you know some of the the great offensive minds that we have in the game now that's the that's the thing that hurts the most i still think there's hope for bryce young um having sure neither neither feels really bad as a Pathers fan yeah
1: (laughs) i hear you um there i don't know how but uh, again uh Facebook has gotten odd with sort of suggested I'm like mm. what uh, but uh, somehow I have in my feed a like a camp a, a Carolina Panthers memes uh. kind of like <laughs> um, so one of the ones that I did recently was like uh, them hanging a banner outside the stadium which said uh, led the Miami Dolphins by 14 <laughs> nothing yeah uh, uh, I was like wow um, but again so there are there are times when you're like yeah um, the thing that I uh, again it was said going in but uh, you are so reminded of like ooh he's slight he yep. is slight oh, yeah. okay and we see it with two and otherwise that doesn't mean that that uh, rules you out but th- that was like yeah that was a risk and it does seem to be um but i i understand it when he is like just one uh, all through his life but there is just a feeling of just like him just kind of shaking his head and him being like uh, I don't I don't care for this losing stuff. We're like, Well, your part like yeah. yeah. So that that's the thing I, I I don't know how you love losing and how you mm. like stay uh optimistic while going out to a, a winless season so far. Yes. But that's that's been a tough thing to see is just some of his energy and body language otherwise um uh, uh towards the tail end of some of these losses.
2: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that might be the other pieces um both him and Frank are going to give you nothing but coach and quarterback speak. Mm, and when yeah. the team is this bad, I would like a little more just, like, honesty. And Frank's led a little bit of that through in his post game. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> recently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's led a little bit out, but Bryce Young is very, like, soft-spoken, and then he's a rookie. And there's so many things that could go into the way he interacts with the the media. But, yeah, I would, I would love to see a little more fire, but I think because he is so young and seems to have a pretty quiet personality, we haven't seen that from him. But, yeah, that's another – Um, disheartening thing I've seen from the Panthers, which is basically that's the title of this season is the disheartening season.
0: Well, and I want to go back to the coaching because, you know, I i i thought that frank you know i have a warm spot spot in my heart for frank reich as a buffalo bills uh, player and you know leading the great comeback against the oilers way back when and you know he was the first quarterback in carolina panthers history and so you know i liked the job that he did at the colts and um but now you're like, well, Nick Sirianna was the offensive coordinator when they did well, and they had certainly a lot of talent there. Yeah. So now it's like, did Frank Reich have, like, does he have what it takes? Like, also, at this point, there isn't a whole lot of talent, at least on offense. I think the defense is actually still pretty good uh, for Carolina. But, like, you're kind of like, well, Frank, like, Why not just try stuff? You know, like, you know, like, why be really vanilla? You're losing anyways, mm-hmm. why not pull out the stops and see what you got?
2: Yeah, I think that that would make me feel a whole lot better. I, I like you said, I don't know if that's gonna lead to wins necessarily, yeah. but I would love to see some sort of creativity. So then at least the game's fun to watch for me. Yeah. Whereas right now it's like, Oh, cool, we're losing twenty one to three in the first quarter and like, all right, we called another draw play on third and seven. Yeah. Yay, say, thank you. yeah <laughs> it right. Awesome. Yeah, like is, is this so the we John can punt? Fox Panthers or the Frank Reich Panthers. So I we can tell. punt better. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, We do have a pretty good punter. Johnny Hecker's a good punter. And a great name.
1: Um, uh, The Panthers have sort of a similar dynamic to the Arizona Cardinals, uh, which if you pay attention, they are often uh, fairly good in the first half and then sort of wear down and just the the lack of depth and talent shows up in that second half. You're like... uh, um. Because, yeah, that, that game against the Vikings, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. again, there was that sweet pick, 99 yard, you yeah. know, pick six, and I think, you're like, yeah, and then, oh, second half, whoo, just sort of went went away, and the, the Dolphins being another example of that. So uh, I don't know if there's anything you can uh, uh, claim to that, but that, mm. that's that been also like, how, how can you be good for the first sort of yeah. Uh, 18 to 20 minutes and then just really not be able to sustain that for the rest of the game.
2: My guess is that the offensive line is not good. That's one of the weaker yeah. points on the entire team, that and the receiving core as far as offense goes. Mm-hmm. Um, My guess is that the offensive line is so bad that, A, they're wore down by the end of the game, Understood. and then, B, um they they're often playing from behind so the other team is a little more aggressive with blitzes yeah. and so then you see that's when that's been when some of the worst sacks have happened to uh, Bryce Young this year is like hey we might have a chance if we get oh no we gave up a sack on that like right. there's been so many opportunities where it's like we might be able to hang on to this game or have a chance at it. But no, nope, we like on that play where you're like, yes, Bryce, show me something. Frank Reich, someone show me anything. Oh, we'll just give up a sack on third and six. Uh, so I want to pull Bob into this conversation. Sorry, Philip. Oh.
0: Uh, you can cover your ears. You can turn <laughs> off your headphones, whatever you want to do. So yeah, Bob, your favorite team is the Chicago bears uh, who, um, uh, you traded the number 1 pick away because you had a quarterback Justin Fields that you at least wanted to try a little bit more and so got this deal from the Panthers so you have the Panthers um you know first round draft choice which if the season ended now would be the number 1 pick in the draft you'd also got DJ Moore who's showing his talent um, yes. and then are there more picks coming to or is that it
2: that is that is the end of it they did the, they they swapped picks last okay, year they got, got the ninth pick which ended up being um Jaylen carter who That's plays right. for the eagles and He's, is is working, doing yeah. really great right. so um
0: are sort have taken him Gosh. so bob, so bob are you feeling good about the trade at least um
3: i mean i you know i'm still not holding my hat fully <laughs> on um on uh justin Just, fields mm-hmm. but um but yes, I like what we did because we definitely needed a, a playmaker on mm-hmm. the outside. DJ Moore has been that playmaker. Yeah. So really happy about that. And if it gave us another year to evaluate where we're at come next year in order to get that number one pick next year, well, then then yes. Mm-hmm. Now, if they turn around and do the same thing next year, no, no, it, it no. You've evaluated this year. Let's go out and get the best player at the best position that Mm -hmm. we need for next year. So, But as far as this year, yes, because Justin Fields wasn't completely – he wasn't a completed product. Mm -hmm. So we're giving him this season, and we're giving the rest of the team this season to see how things go. They're still – you know, even (laughs) – I mean, even with – Carolina's pick for next year. We're gonna get a good pick for yes, next year. Exactly. So, One and two possibly, yes, right? Exactly. Just like the Texans yes. this past year. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: Well I do want to ask you about it. so uh, I I do think you would feel oh, good about it because you haven't seen that like, oh we could have had this guy. So again, Bryce Young, we'll see. And then um, the quarterback for the Texans, CJ Stroud, ha- been has good. been impressive. So he does seem like a slightly maybe better version of Justin Fields out of the Ohio State program. Out but not, not so much that you're like generational kind no, of thing. Like, no. So you're like, I didn't, there was nobody so far in this draft that made you go, oh, like, how do we pass? It? Yeah, there's not a Patrick Mahomes kind of thing. Um, no. So you gave it another year and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I am curious how you felt to see. Uh, your Bears go ahead and just roll my uh, Las Vegas Raiders with an undrafted <laughs> quarterback from a yeah. from a school, school that I've never even heard yes. of. Uh, so, so yes, uh, just was- do like uh, again, just competent quarterbacking. Um, so, not dynamic, but just like let's just do enough to advance. And this team's going to make mistakes and give us a chance to win. And so, are you like, oh boy? with with uh, literally somebody that i kind of like just picked out of a random generator hat um has led us to a victory uh and and it, that is as many as are Featured quarterback has gotten uh, uh, in in many more games.
3: Well, it wasn't like we beat an unbeaten team. We didn't go beat the Eagles. No, no offense to you, Tom, but we did beat the Raiders, uh, um, who are okay. They've gotten okay. a couple they wins. They were three and three at that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, but they but, looked but, terrible. But I, I've used the phrase before, and I'll use it again. I think that the Bears went back to simple Simon, stupid, and made plays. And their defense really came out to mm-hmm. play, yeah. uh, which the Bears' defense has not proven themselves this year, but they came out and they played. So, yes, I, I was impressed. Um, I don't think that this kid from whatever school he's from is going to unseat Justin just yet.
0: Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Tyson um, Bajent? Bajent? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I I couldn't even pronounce it when I watched it on TV,
0: so I, you know...
1: Yeah, it totally uh, seems like uh, like the field op agent in, like, a a (laughs) Netflix movie, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. I I also think it's uh, amusing just in terms of the way these things go is like three weeks ago, everyone was like, Caleb Williams out of USC. He's going to be the generational quarterback, the next Mahomes, you know, and then he has like two or three bad weeks and they're like, "Uh, this guy might not be so good. And then you're like, well, maybe we might want to hold on to Justin Fields again. Like, maybe we're just drafting another right. Justin uh, Fields. Oh, that's, ooh, Drake May yeah. lost to Virginia yeah, at home. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's just hilarious the way these things uh, go. So before we
1: just come back, so before we close our conversation on the Panthers, uh, so what do you uh, hope as the season moves forward? Mm. Um,
2: uh, mm. Yeah. Just. Oh, that's, that is a hard one. Uh, if they had their pick next year, I would say, I hope we lose and we get... Marvin Harrison Jr. or, you know, uh, that yeah. piece that we desperately need. Yeah. But with that pick being uh, Bob's, uh, <laughs> I hope they can win as much as they can so that they don't give the number one overall pick. Yeah so that they don't draft a quarterback number one and then give the next year's number one overall pick to another team, because that's about as bad as you could get.
1: (laughs) And then to what you were saying, I, 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 you know, I'm not a Carolina Panthers fan other than it's nice when your local team does well. It's just Mm. more interesting because they're always the featured game. And otherwise Uh, I do hope that they do figure out what they can do, which is (laughs) yeah. For that first, quarter or so in that Dolphins game, you're like, oh, I see what this team could do well. If we could get more of that, if that could actually go all the way through four quarters and get you three or four wins, that'd be nice. But if they could continue to like, all right, I see what's possible when all the pieces are in place.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. If they could show me something that is a glimpse of like, hey, two, three years down the road when there's a better offensive line, a couple more pieces. And Bryce Young, if Bryce Young can prove that he could be the guy, as right now it's looking like he is not. If he can prove that he has a chance of being our guy in the next three, four years, then that would be a victory for me, even though uh, the season might not have any victories in it.
1: It is Wednesday shortly after the seven thirty click on the clock, which means that it's time for the run that back local sports calendar as Asheville FM is so good to do three times a day with their, their local concert and event calendar. Once a week, we bring you the local sports calendar. And by we, we mean our trusty intern who these days is Bob Clawson. Bob, take it away.
3: Hey, thanks, guys. Speaking of the Carolina Panthers, uh, we get off, uh, they get off this week against uh, the Houston Texans. So it'll be the battle of the first and the second picks from this season, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Uh, the Panthers are hoping to get some help for, for Young this week with possible return of offensive guard Austin Corbett. Who has been recovering from a torn acl that occurred in the last game of the season uh, last year that is the carolina Hurricanes started the season three and one and are now three and four after week two losing again last night to the lightning three to nothing they can't put the biscuit in the basket they can't keep the biscuits <laughs> out of their basket they are back on the ice tomorrow night against the seattle kraken The Charlotte Hornets are hosting the Atlanta Hawks right now at home for their season opener. In college football, Clemson lost to Miami University in overtime 28-20. Miami scored 10 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to tie the game and eventually won in the second OT. Hey, Scott, Wake Forest beat Pitt 21-17. Take it. They welcome number four in the nation, Florida State, though, this Saturday at noon. Western Carolina lost to Furman. 29 to 17 and play Mercer this weekend app state lost their second in a row falling to old dominion 28 to 21 and will take on southern miss this saturday and hey guys do you like golf i like golf and if you want to see some golf the unca women's golf team is hosting the french broad collegiate invitational at the cliffs at walnut cove this weekend from the 28th to the 31st if you can't make it out to the course which you can go for free. Uh, you can watch the last nine holes of the last round on ESPN Plus. Oh, cool! Ba-bam. Last week's big high school football game between T.C. Robertson and A.C. Reynolds ended with the Rockets of Big Green Country winning 28 to seven. They will finish their regular season this week versus McDowell, and T.C. finishes theirs by heading to Franklin. And finally, Stella Buns, Asheville High field hockey team finished the conference play
0: undefeated. Yes. They have
3: one more game left versus Marvin Ridge before heading to the playoffs. It's
0: happening. Yeah, yeah. buddy. Um, I think the playoff game is happening on Halloween, so that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for that, Bob. Uh, we've got Philip Chester here in the studio. We're going to talk some NBA. The NBA started last night. We saw uh, two very fun games, the, uh, the Nuggets against the Lakers. Nuggets came out on top. And then I wasn't able to stay up to watch all of the Suns and Warriors. But that that was an awesome game to watch. And you're like, look at all these guys, you know? So uh, I, just an NBA junkie just turning it on. And you're like, oh, look at this. We're back. So, um, Philip, you are a diehard Hornets fan. You're wearing your purple NBA Jam uh, uh, Charlotte Hornets uh, t-shirt. How are you feeling about your team coming into the year?
2: I feel uh, I feel good. I have a little bit of hope, and uh, like you said, I am also in that NBA junkie category, so um, they just, yeah, ba- basketball is such a fun sport that I have much more positivity yeah. about it than I do the Panthers, just because that's just the way I feel about basketball, even though the Hornets historically have been much, much worse than the Panthers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have, I have some hope, and I, my, I think my team will be entertaining, if nothing else, because LaMelo Ball is just an amazing player to watch. Yes. His vision and passing is off the charts. And he he signed a contract extension.
0: You don't have that like, oh, my gosh, is he going to be the guy who's going to be like, I'd like out, please. You know, so uh, he at least is secure with that. And, uh, yeah, I think last year he was out uh, with a lot of injuries. I think he missed like 50 some games. He only played
2: 36 games last year. Yeah.
0: So, again, you're kind of just like, yeah, I want want my team to be back, you
2: know. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him play again. If he's healthy, then, like I said, A, they're going to be entertaining. And if he's out there, he's going to make everyone else on the team so much better. And then, of course, we have the second overall pick in Brandon Miller, and that's the other that's right, piece yeah. that I'm really intrigued to see. Uh, if he can live up to even close to the second overall pick, then I'm, I can actually talk myself into hope in just a couple years for my Hornets, which would feel really, really good. So. As you talk about with uh, running quarterbacks, it's like,
1: okay, we just can't have them continue to play this way. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep getting hurt. Uh, is there anything that, again, just the, the way that ball plays is just incredible and just pivots, and, uh, um, but it's not surprising that, yeah, you broke an ankle along the way breaking other people's ankles kind of thing <laughs> just because of this uh, shift in it kind of juke and jive way of playing. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you feel like there's any adjustment to his style of play that can help him stay on the court longer?
2: Um, I hope I hope he doesn't because it would take away so much of the excitement right. from his game. Um, but really, I think that was just a star crossed hornet season mm. because one of those turned ankles came on a fan's foot. Like right. he happened ah, to yeah. j- he was going for a ball, got to it, and then landed right on a fan's foot on the front row. So that was that was the point where me as a it's like fan, a
0: tom chalmers injury <laughs> yeah. like how you know yeah have you ever wound up in the hospital because of one of those
2: close okay Very close, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. but yes that that was that was the point where it's it's pretty easy for me to see the uh, the star cross nature of the hornet season early because that's just their history as a franchise right um but yeah that was the point where i said okay yeah this one's done just throw it in we're in the lottery that's where we're gonna be for this year uh while the uh,
1: East is stacked at the top by mm. two teams that people are pointing will probably end up with Milwaukee and the Celtics, yes. but the rest of the league is a little open. It doesn't mean yep. that they're not good, but there's uh, it's not just thick with outstanding teams. So that mm. does give you some chance of like, hey, maybe you can up end up seven, eight, nine, ten at yep. least maybe in a playoff thing. Because um, yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't seem like it would be impossible to sort of maybe be as good as the Knicks or otherwise. So there, there is something to the uh, open field that also allows for some positivity.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's those top two are tremendously higher up than the rest of the teams in the East. So, yeah, the Hornets, if Brandon Miller lives up to the potential of the second overall pick, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I think him, complimentary to LaMelo Ball, that could lead to yeah you could be six seven maybe I think that's about the ceiling for the Hornets, um, but that would feel great after the last few years, especially after a lost season where it was injuries and off the field or off the court issues that uh, hurt the team last year.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, I, you're funny, Tom, because I was going to say the exact same point. I mean, you've got like Kevin Durant and Kyrie aren't in the conference, uh, you know, so then the Nets have a solid team, but it's not like. Oh, they're they're gonna you know sweep. They've got all this talent. Uh, you know, Atlanta. You're like mm, Trey Young is Trey Young. Like we kind of know who this guy is. So it is kind of like why not the Hornets, the the team that I kind of like in the Eastern Conference is the Orlando Magic. I just think they mm-hmm. have a lot of like really good talent in there. So that would be the team. If I was the Hornets, they'd be like, are the Magic gonna do what we want to do? Mm. You know, uh, with Paolo Banchero and uh, Franz Wagner, I think there's just a lot of a lot of cool players. Right. I like and, the Magic and yeah. players
1: who got some good run doing that the, yep. the, the FIFA mm. World Cup kind of thing. Yes, um, yeah, you're like, well, wow, they're they're showing up pretty well.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I think
2: that's a, that is a very good call out. Yeah, I could see the Magic being a good team this year, especially yeah, because they've got. They aren't, as where the Hornets are, I don't know what we have with the second overall pick. They have mm-hmm. had a year of Paolo Banquero and a few of the other pieces on their team. So, yeah, I think that's, that's a team that will, uh, they're an expansion team just like the Hornets. They're both the exact same age. So, of course, I'm going <laughs> to yes. get to see, uh, and the Heat are also <laughs> right. in that same class. So, yay for me. I get to watch the two teams that came in with my team being much better than mine but Uh, that's something I'm pretty used to anytime (laughs) we we talk about Paulo
1: Banquero, I just think of the Simpsons song Ranchero (laughs) Um, so we talked about the right guy and we talked about um, I do wonder uh, speaking of the uh, the Orlando Magic who uh, so Steve Clifford right is still your coach and That does it. Again, I understand they sort of reached, uh, thought they had a guy, didn't work out, so they went with someone who was like y- y- the backup date. Yes, you know? so, absolutely. Um, um, but now you're heading to the second season, and it's like, what what does, you know, again, an encouragement towards playing hard, a commitment on the defensive side, mm-hmm. but uh, you do wonder, like, how are we sort of getting past certain teams and otherwise who have coaches that have a farther reach than he does? So I'm just curious how you're feeling about Steve
2: Clifford redo season two. Uh, it does feel sort of like yeah like a like a rerun. it's it mm. feels like even if he does great, like that's it's he's not the solution. Yeah. I feel like unless they are outstanding in a year or two, he's going to get replaced by someone else because like you said, they tried to reach and go for an up and coming coach who backed out on the deal. So I can't help but think they will do that again unless Steve Clifford somehow. You know, has the Hornets winning fifty games or something this year, yeah. which is highly, highly unlikely. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and has the sale of the franchise gone through, or yes. is
0: so? So Michael Jordan is no longer the owner yeah, of the majority, yeah. yeah, majority. He's a
2: minority owner still, but yes, it's he is. two two new two brand new owners. Well, they both had um, minority stakes in other teams in the NBA. Um, but yeah. Yes. So is <laughs>
0: is there anything about that? Like, I mean. All props to Michael Jordan, the greatest player in NBA history Uh, as a sort of management person, maybe left a little to be desired. Are you are are you (laughs) sort of a lot of local players? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Are you like, uh, thank you, Mike. um, But we're going to are you looking forward to him not sort of. Being like, oh, I could crush that guy in one-on-one. We're not taking him or yeah, whatever. Ab-
2: absolutely. Yeah. I, I am forever grateful to Michael Jordan for bringing the Hornets name back. Yep. That, yes. is, that is absolutely his Mount Rushmore thing that he That's did. That's good. Okay. be awesome if there was a playoff win or two along the way, <laughs> yes. but no, 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 didn't get any of those. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely thankful to see new ownership who – I think will actually value winning on the court uh, Mm. as much as winning financially because that was my view of Michael Jordan over the last few years was he saw hey I put about 250 million into this and now I can sell it for billions hey Mm -hmm. let me that's that's a victory for me Um, so yeah yeah, that's my own biased view but yeah I'm thankful to see new ownership who I hope will be a little more aggressive both financially and um, in being creative with Mm-hmm. how the 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 people and the players that they they put on the roster. Uh so we got uh ball running things, we got Brandon
1: Miller as you mentioned uh, as we head into the season, who else is like uh players to be excited about that are coming back or have been brought in or or otherwise.
2: The third piece that I'm excited about was last year's rookie was Mark Williams yeah. out of Duke. Um he proved to be well, as, as as he got starting moment, starting time in, later in the season, he proved that he can be an NBA starting center both from a rebounding perspective and from a shot-blocking perspective. that is something the Hornets have not had Mm -hmm. in so long to have just like a steady rebounding shot-blocking force. They've had more of like the, hey, I'm Mason Plumlee. I can kind (laughs) of pass for a center, but my rebounding and my blocking skills are a little uh, i run the floor <laughs> yeah i run well and i can pass better than you expect me to but yeah I'm frank
0: not... kaminsky yeah yes. there's a long line of like tall white guys that yes, the, yes <laughs> that, that the that, yeah i think had. michael
2: jordan might have had a type um but yes i <laughs> yes i'm Ouch. i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing like a steady yes i have an nba caliber center on my roster and of course he's a, he can also run and he can catch lobs from lamello so that's the third piece that those are the three guys that I'm hanging my hat on and hoping to see um, even more growth out of LaMelo. And then if um, Mark and um, Brandon Miller can can make some steps, yeah. then I'm starting to feel pretty good about my team. So quickly, I
0: want to check in with you guys um, on your favorite teams, Bob. Bulls are they just still like in the weird like not that good not that bad?
3: I've already started seeing who's going to be traded at the trade <laughs> deadline this year. So that's kind so of what yes, you want. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I I prefer them to be better. But yeah. but yes, um, there is something to be said about bottoming out and mm. collecting draft picks and and future assets in order to be really good. Um, I think that the Bulls have put a good product on the court for the last couple. Couple of years, ex- at least an exciting one. Mm-hmm. Um, they, but but yes, already seeing the articles that are a little disheartening.
0: Yeah, so. where is DeRozan going to end up? Yeah, that kind of exactly. thing. And then Tom, you mentioned the Celtics. Um, I I mean I think it's safe to say that they are one of the top two three teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and are are you feeling pretty optimistic going into this year?
1: Uh, I, I would say. Similar to uh, throw some hockey to the Boston Bruins, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we're going to win a lot of regular season games. I feel good about that. They're going to be again. If you sit down and watch a game, you're like, oh, four out of five times, I'm going to see the Celtics win win this game. Um, How that then translates to uh, advancing into the playoffs and and doing what the Celtics have been hungry for for a while now, winning a championship, I'm not quite sure Mm. because. They are so top heavy, and I'm mm. not sure about the the second five. Yeah, um, and if one of those players gets hurt, and there's a you know a handful of either older or fragile players, kind of mm-hmm. thing, uh, I, I'm not sure. So uh, I. I'm in no position to be like, yes, I've put my non-existent <laughs> child's college fund <laughs> on this season. Um, we'll see, but I I, uh, I, I don't feel like I'm heading into, sorry to reference you, I'm not heading into season or like another year of like, why can't this be better? Yeah. I think it's going to be a great, there's going to be so many times you're like, wow, this team is just raking right now. Yeah. So fun to watch. I don't know if it'll uh, get them to the the place that they want to be. Yeah. It'll get them close as they've been over the last few years.
0: I mean, just quickly, Joe Mazzula had a hard year. I think yeah. that was probably the weakest point of your your team last year um and so they've went out and hired like really good coaches Sam Yeah. Uh, and then Jeff Van Gundy was hired as like Consultant. not a not like on the floor but just as a Great. sort of sounding board. I think that it was very smart to just like put some veteran people yes, to please. be like you might want to think around her on this. You know? Well,
1: uh, I want a timeout right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so, great. So, uh, Philip, we, we love that you're here with us. And yeah, so, again, not a uh, Hornets fan. Oh, my last one, I would say, of that memes uh, site, which was they had a funny thing, which was like, wait, I feel like we've seen this before, sort of a Scooby-Doo thing. Yeah. And Someone is wearing a Charlotte uh, uh, Panthers uh, mm-hmm. mask, and they sort of pull it off, and they have a Charlotte Bobcats uh, <laughs> yeah. mask on underneath kind of thing. I would say that was pretty well done.
0: So, uh, this is a clip that I saw on Twitter. It's actually a TikTok. Um, clip. I thought it was hilarious. Wanted to share it with you guys. So uh, Jim Nance, um, big uh, um, announcer. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Uh, for CBS here on CBS, he uh, does football. He does uh, college basketball, but he also does the Masters, and he loves golf. Uh, and so he lives near Pebble Beach. And so in this video, you can see him. He's just sort of in you know casual attire, uh, drinking a coffee, uh, and Went up to a random stranger who was playing on Pebble Beach and did this.
1: I don't. CBS begins with 60 minutes,
3: and that's coming up after golf. David Lorenz continues to lead the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am by one over John Rom. He's on the tee at the center. Noddy,
0: that's a good-looking golf swing. back <laughs> over to 18. <you. laughs> So, how great is that? You're just playing golf and Jim Nance calls over your, your right shoulder while you're doing it. That, I, I mean, uh, kudos to Jim Nance for being cool and knowing who he is and giving somebody a thrill of a lifetime. And kudos
3: to that guy for not duffing the shot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Yes. Like
0: laying down and the wind, you could hear it. Like, oh, yeah. you got to fight it. So, like having your name in with John Rom uh, with Jim Nance doing it pretty great Uh, fantasy sports right
1: there Uh, (laughs) all right Uh, we are at the tail end of the show where we come to the coffin corner uh, which is where we recognize those from the world of sports and entertainment who have left us this uh, last week we start with sir Bobby Charlton English football player for Manchester United and English the English national team, considered one of the greatest players
0: of all time. Uh,
1: he won the World Cup for England in 1966, the same year
0: he won the Balloon d'Or. Uh, also, crazy thing, he was in that airplane crash where many players right. on that team died, but he survived it. Um, so there's a, there's a pretty good movie that's about this. Uh, I haven't seen it. I got it recommended. So good, good time to do it.
1: Uh, indeed uh, Tasha Butts played in the NBA for the uh, Minnesota Lynx recently hired to coach the George Hounds Hoyas women's basketball team but sadly passed away before she could coach uh, her first game Betsy Rawls Hall of Fame golfer won the US Open four times and a total of 55 LPGA tour events and then from entertainment uh, Richard Roundtree the American actor for the first black action hero who starred in Shaft and then the four sequels uh, later in some smaller roles in movies like Seven and Speed Racer Al Petaway, American guitarist who, along with Amy White, headed up the Swan and O Solstice, an Asheville annual tradition each December at the Dine Wortham Theater, where I worked for uh, many years in support of that event. Uh, Angelo Bruschini, English guitarist, member of the Numbers, Rimshots, Shots, and the Blue Airplanes, toured and played with Massive Attack on the albums Mezzanine and 100th Window. Mezzanine, that's a fantastic album. Um, but we'll go out with some Richard Roundtree as he uh, literally speaks to his situation. This is him with his song, The Man from Shaft.
0: Philip, thank you so much you. for coming in and talking yeah. uh, Carolina sports. It's Good always Good to know where great. we're at. Yeah, uh, glad to know you have optimism about the Hornets, so come back and talk to us about them. Yes. Thanks for listening to Run That Back. We'll see you next week.